Okay, Shir sponsored it in honor of Reza Bas Michal. Beit Knesset Kuf Nun Gimel Seif Yud Aleph. Beit Knesset O Levinim Veitzim Beit Knesset Yashan Shesatru. You have an old shul that's been it's been taken apart. The pieces from it, the building blocks. Yecholim Litain B'Matana. You can give it away as a gift. Because we're assuming there's obviously an exchange of some kind of benefit in return. A return of a favor, a future favor. There has to be some, we're assuming they're obviously giving it away for a reason. And therefore, when you give it as a gift, it has the same din as a sale. And therefore, whenever you have a sale, all the kedusha can disappear. Or you can exchange it for something else, and that's also considered a sale where the Kedusha disappears. Okay. While the items, the shul, the building blocks, the materials still have Kedusha, until you sell them, there's Kedusha. So while they still have Kedusha, you can't use them for anything else. Uh, you can't rent them out, you can't use them as a mashkun, and you can't lend them out even. Even if you have the permission of the Shiva Tuvayair. Why? Because they still have holiness. And uh, it's set aside. It's inappropriate. Because you need some other way for the Kedusha to be transferred or disappeared. Haga. Right, it's a problem to lend it out if you're going to be using it for a purpose that has lower kedusha. But you can obviously lend out dvarim shall be kedusha if they're going to be used for kedusha. They're going to be used to lend from them. Even if it belongs to a shul or a sefer Torah of the rabim and has been used, you can also give it to a yachid who's going to use it. Because it's being used for Dabr Shabik Dusha. Okay. Yud bet, yesh shiyesh, sorry, mi shiyesh lo tenai ala kahal, shalo yuchal livnot beta kaneset kim hu vizar o, eno yachol limkor zechuto leacher. Basically, this is saying anytime a person makes a deal with a beit kaneset, uh, with the people, whatever the deal is, he has certain rights for something. He bought the rights to do something. He's not, allow, um, he's not allowed to give that zechut necessarily, that they entitled to him. Well, we'll explain. The Mishnabura says this is talking about, sorry, when you give it, when you give a right for free. If they honor you with a certain right, then you can't go and decide to give it to somebody else. Because... It was there. It was the agreement that they honored you and only you. You have no right to give that honor to somebody else. But if you bought the honor, then you're allowed to sell that honor. Okay. Yud Gimel, Gavu Maot Rebinyan Beit Knesset Uvalehem Dvar Mitzvah. Okay. So now you you collect money for the purpose of building a shul, and now another mitzvah item came up. All right, so now, can you use it for this other mitzvah item? So, motzi'in ba hama'ot. You're allowed to use that money that was collected for the Beit Knesset for a different 
davar mitzvah. Okay. Um, again, this is, it's a question, again, this is one of the si'ifim, which makes it, you put them all together, it's a little confusing how to work this out. Chronim deal with it a drop differently. So three simple scenarios of how is it that you're allowed to. So you collected money. So either it never reached the hands of a gabai, so therefore you still have a right to switch the gabai tzedakah for the show, or you have the agreement of the shiva tuveyair with the ma'amar ansheyair. Everyone knows about it. Everyone agrees that they're switching what it's for. Or it's referring to lending out the money. You can't switch it permanently, but if you collected money for the shul and the shul doesn't need the money yet, just the kablan is a c- contractor. It's not up to that stage. The money is just sitting in the bank. So you then some. So then some. Some say you're allowed to lend out the money. It's a machlokat achronim. In the meantime, kanu avanim v'karot. Now, if you actually bought with the money, and the materials. So then the halakha says, Lo yin kirum lidvar mitzvah. Then you cannot sell it out for any dvar mitzvah, ella except for lapidyon shivuyim. And some of them point out that lachatchila you're not allowed to, but technically you are allowed to. Okay. Pidyon um, shivuyim. So that has a, obviously that's one of the greatest of mitzvahs to use with your money, and therefore you're allowed to. Even if you got the wood and you started and you cut the wood to the proper measurements to build, everything's ready to go. You can then you're allowed to sell everything only for pidyon shvuyim if you need the money. Now, obviously, if you don't need the money, it's better to raise more money for pidyon shvuyim. If you already built the Beit, uh, the Beit Knesset. So then, loyim kuru Beit Knesset ala yigbu ala pidyon minat sibor. So in such a case, then what do you do? You, you, don't, you don't sell the Beit Knesset. It's already built. Now you have to make sure you go collect more money uh, for pidyon shvuyim. Okay, from a separate fund. Okay. Now also this it's inappropriate if it's possible. But even for this, you know, under certain circumstances, you are allowed to with the Shiva Tuveir and Mamaran Shehayir. Okay. Yudalid. Reuven Sheamar Karka Zo Anino Knesset. I'm giving this land for the, to build the Beit Knesset. But then he wasn't able to. The city whoever is in charge of the city, that didn't let. You know what? They won't let us build a shul here, but they'll let us build a little uh, study, a little library. We'll turn it into a Beit Midrash. What's the nadri. I only made a neder for this land to be for a Beit Knesset specifically. Lo hadarbe. So Reuven can't go back on his word, because he made a nether to, to give it. Vim Reuven lo ya darsham, hayu yucholim l'shanotam. If Reuven didn't live in the city, then he, they do have a right. It's because he lives there, and he's, has, he's more involved, and he, he doesn't, and, and we can say he had in mind. 
that he didn't use it for any other purpose. But if he doesn't live there, they're allowed to switch because we assume he doesn't care so much. It's not his home. He's not so involved. He's not so, he's not so in yet. He didn't buy into it. So it's, 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 um, he gave this money and he, moved, and, he, and he moved on. It's not in his mind. But if he lives there, if he screams out, I don't allow you, then he has a right and they cannot switch purposes. Unless you have somebody who's a, a big Talmud Chacham that everybody uh, looks up to and he gets to do whatever he wants. So then we assume that the one who gave the money, even if he lives there, was on in, uh, based on whatever the Chaver Ha'ir um, and decides and, and uh, continues, V'shiva tu v'ha'ir, dinam ke'chaver ha'ir. So here, the Ramah says, but actually, according to the, we allow the shiva tu v'ha'ir to do whatever, um, whatever they decide. Because even if he lives in the city, we assume he does it on, the, uh, the, he donated it on their, um, with their das in mind. Okay. Tedvav. Alright, so someone lends out his home for a Beit Knesset. And then he gets into a fight with somebody in the Shul. Okay? He's not allowed to single out this one person and say, everyone can use the Shul except this one guy. I don't let him use it. Okay. Vidavk, um, yeah. Oh, I skipped Tedvav, didn't I? Yeah, sorry. Let, we'll get. Let's let's go back to Tedvav. Sorry. In Adam Yacholes or Chelko Mida Knesset Vilome Asfarim Vim Asar Einoklum. Similar idea. If a person uh, he davens in a show, he's not allowed to say my portion of the Beit Knesset. And from the Sfarim is usher to, to somebody in particular. And if he says so, it has no power whatsoever. So, two reasons for this. And it's a, more of a, a sugya elsewhere. But one of them is, Tiknu is a takana from the Geonim. That no one has a right to uh, say that part of the shoal is not allowed. Because of... Um, uh, the thing is, because it's dark shalom, I believe that's why. Right. Um, and then also, there's also a din of, it's a davar she'en bo din chaluka. A Beit Knesset can't be divided. So, separate sugya, not ours. But because he does, he's not able to um, just have his own little, uh, you know, if it's, it's one thing if it's his personal safer. But if it belongs to the whole show, and it's not his to, to right, it's also not his anymore. Uh, although even though you say he has a shutaf, we say uh, we don't allow uh, Breira over here, but based on the Takana of the Geonim. Anyways, bottom line, a person cannot usher any part of the Beit Knesset. It's, uh, it's, it's a partnership for everybody. Ted Zayn. Now, if somebody lent out his home, Right? So it's clearly his, he owns it. 
But that's also uh, this is said from the Cherem Rabbeinu Gershom of all the halacha that uh, you're gonna end up embarrassing somebody, obviously. So this is you're not allowed to. That's that's completely that's aser. You can't single someone out not to. Now that's only if he just says I'm lending my home for the show, and it doesn't specify more than that. But if he said when he lent out the home to the show, he said, listen, if there's someone who's going to disrespect me, I have rights to kick out any individual I want. If he never told them I'm lending out the show, it just kind of happened and he lets them in, then he has the right. Okay. Um, person has a shul in his home it's pretty established for many days the tzibor is not allowed to leave homes that's a problem with Darche Shalom you're going to insult the one who lets you use his home or even his name because people are going to talk why, what's going on even if there's a little benefit from one shul to the other, they're not allowed to switch. That has to be um, a, a lot more of a tzorach. All right, so in general, right, once it's established in one place, you're not allowed to switch. Um, okay. Now, if, obviously, if you want to make another shul, you're going to leave that shul intact, and some people want to start a second minion. So assuming it's okay or a good idea to start the second minion, that's not a problem. Uh, it's not a problem of taking away from the covet of the person or a total kafui tov, lack of uh, being totally uh, ungrateful. Okay. Um, now, this same halacha applies not only to this Beit Knesset, but for many other things. If a person gets a chazaka and he gets this covet or he does this mitzvah, even if it comes up once a year, but everyone knows this is his mitzvah, it's not simple. It's often usher to take it away from him. Okay. Yurchet. Yesh mi sh'omer shakli ha-kodesh al-kesef sh'nagu l'havi tamid l'bayt ha-kanesset b'chagim e'en yacholim l'hotzi l'chulin u'lamokram v'akahal yacholim l'tofsam sh'isharu b'cheskat hekdesh achar mitat ha-maktish. Okay, so some say that when a clay kodesh is given, yeah, silver, it's brought to the shul to use. Um, so then you can't take it back anymore. And it's, and it's kadosh, it belongs to the kahal. And even after he passes away, the yorshim don't get it, he gets it. The shul gets it. The Magin Avraham writes that nowadays the minog is, it stays the, the ownership of the bailim or the yorshim. They get it back. Because the minog is nowadays when people bring their silver, uh, silver or a sefer Torah, these things are not, are not given as ownership to the shul. Uh, it's known that these people still own it unless they specifically give it away to the shul. And they say it's there, it belongs to the shul. But uh, Mishnah Bura says it's good when you give it to always say clearly that it's only uh, you're lending it and you can take it back whenever you want. Yotet. 
person passes away. And then they find this piece of paper that says, oh, he was a makdisha to the show. This paper stayed in his home and never went anywhere. And it was never given. There's no witnesses to such a thing. Since we see it's written but in his handwriting, we know for sure it's from him, then it belongs to the show. Okay. Okay. All right. It's not a, this is not a very clear halacha one way or another. So, Tzarechion Lemaisa. Okay, so once... Right, if it's clear that we know it belonged to somebody in particular, so then the tzibor is not allowed to hold on to it, because we know, we know it belonged to somebody. Okay, even if... Um, Interesting case in the Mishnah Bura that there was a place that didn't have a Sefer Torah. It was a, a shul, a city, didn't have a Sefer Torah. So somebody lent it for them to use every week. And then they decided to buy a Sefer Torah. This happens often with new communities or new shuls. So, and, the, and then the, the shul buys their own Sefer Torah and they want to stop using the individuals because this belongs to the shul. So it's, it's allowed. That obviously, there's no chaz- this, in this case, since it didn't belong to the shul, it's not a chazaka for this person. Obviously, to have another individual just replace him, that would be inappropriate. But this is because this person, he wanted the sefer to belong to him, and the shul wants one for, for the shul. So then they have a right to use theirs instead of his. But the Mishnah says they should really switch off so that you give kavod to both of them. Um, same thing I know when I lent a Svartik shul, a Svartik Sefer Torah to an Ashkenazi shul, it was understood from the get-go that when they get their Ashkenazi shul, my Sefer Torah is going to be second place. Kaf Aleph. Ein liknot me'ilim shenishtamesh behem hediot letashmish kedusha. Okay. Something that was already used for clothing or some other mundane purpose should not be used for for Kedusha. You should buy something Bakavadik, a new Haga. Asurla Asot. Okay. Asurla Asot. You're not allowed to me etnan zona, the higher wages from a zona, a prostitute. Oh, Mechir Kalev. Or what was used to purchase a dog. Davar Shel Mitzvah. You're not allowed to use these for Davar Shel Mitzvah. I'm just going to take a real quick tangent. For a little piece of Chumash, Chumash 101. There's a Pasuk in, oh, I lost my notes. There's a Pasuk in, I think it's Kitetse, it's in Gvarim. Kaf Gimel, I believe Yutet, something like that. This is weird. Okay, anyway, so there's, it's okay, I forgot about it. There's, um, there's a Halacha, you're not allowed to use Etnan. Zona or Mechir Kelev for to bring on the Mizbeach. So what does that mean? What's an Etnan Zona? If a person gives a wage to a Zona before he goes with her and then so he gives her the not money, it has to be an item that can be used on the Mizbeach. 
So that's what not everybody realizes. It's if you pay some, if you pay a zona money, and then you're intimate with her afterwards, that money can be used to purchase a korban. Uh, that's not what the, at least on a, certainly on a derisa level. That's not what the Torah is talking about. It's only if you, let's say, you pay her with a sheep or with the flour or the wine, something that's useful in, its, in, in that state, not uh, grapes because it's changed. So that's, so that's when you're not allowed to bring that on the Mizbeach. And um, the same applies, we're going to see, with the shul. Just like in the Mizbeach, you're not allowed to pay with, with the seh, so too, you're not allowed to, um, let's say you pay a zona with uh, blocking bricks, or the cement that you're going to use, or the drywall you're going to use. If you pay her with those items, so she cannot bring those items to donate towards the shul. The shul cannot use those items. All right? Um, what? With money you can. Kesef yana etako. Kesef answers everything. Solves all problems. Umechir kelev. And what's a mechir kelev? It's not, also, if you buy a, a dog with cash, that cash can be used to, to uh, for the base of Mikdash. It can be used for a shul. It's talking about an item. If you sell an, uh, if you sell a dog with a uh, with this with a sheep, or you sell a dog with the, the items that you're going to use for the Beit Knesset. So that's that's what we're talking about. Now, uh, just to digress a drop, what we all understand what's so bad about a, a zona, how inappropriate it is. What about the kelev? What the kelev do? So, just uh, just uh, just a. Uh, just a, a quick, short, uh, few explanations. What is so bad? So the Rambam writes because it's a real bizayon, and that's what was commonly used um, in those days. Uh, it was easy to use um, uh, something that's a real bizayon and a toeva. That combination of a toeva that's commonly used would be a mechir kelev or etnan zona. The, the Ramban says, why were they commonly used? Because they felt guilty. And they, they felt bad because they, Zona, we know what she's doing. That's obviously inappropriate, to say the least. And the Kelev, they, um, they were often um, uh, damaging. They would all, often hurt people or uh, even worse. Um, so therefore... Uh, they're very damaging and scary, and they have tremendous azut panim, brazenness. And the owners would feel bad. So the, the dafka, these owners would bring one of their dogs every so often as a, as a, for a korban, to make himself get a kapara. Same thing with the zona. Some say also because those kelev or a zona were often used to lure people in to a, to a beit knesset, to, a, to, a, to the house of worship. Uh, whether it was Jewish or non-Jewish, uh, probably. Um, so therefore, it was considered something that was a real toeva. The Torah calls it a toeva. Also, we know that a zona, I mean, a zona and a kelev, Kliyakar points out, shares how they're extremely um, uh, a zona, uh, promiscuous, a znus, both of them. And they're also known for the tremendous brazenness in particular, these two. So they have that in common. Another thing the Osnayim Latora points out, the dog is extremely sly. 
A lot of animals, you know who they are, but these dogs, they're going to go hunt, they, they go for you and hunt the poor animals that are hiding. So it's a, it's a moser and it's, a, it's, it's another level of uh, evil and it's, it's not okay. The Mishnaburah says, because these things, I think it's the Mishnaburah, he says, uh, Beit Knesset is used for, to extend in life. And here, the, uh, these items, uh, Zonam and Kalev, are also used to uh, shorten one's life. Anyway, that's somewhere I saw. Okay, back to the Ramah. Kegon, Beit Knesset or Sefer Torah. So you can't use them for a Davar Mitzvah, such as a Beit Knesset, or to purchase a Sefer Torah. V'davka etnan atzma. Only from the item itself that was used to purchase. Not if you change it, and not if you exchange it for money afterwards. But if you also if you give money for the in exchange of the etnan or the actual um, money that was used for prostitution, mutar liknot behem davar mitzvah. You're allowed to purchase with a davar mitzvah. Only in isra erva, whether it's lavin or um, kares. That's, what's, that's what we're talking about. Um, that's when it has this iser of etznan zona. But if it's from a panoi, a panuya, um, then it's, uh, technically it's allowed to use their money. Not that it's allowed to do, but it's allowed to use their money. Okay. Kavbet. Person who always had this mitzvah, like such as glila, and then something happened. He used to always purchase it. It used to always be his. And then he got something. Onus happened, or he got poor, and he can no longer uh, pay for the rights. So they gave it to someone else. But now he got he got a little more money again, and he wants to buy the rights for this mitzvah. So this means when he gets more money and he's able to purchase it. So they ask him, you want the mitzvah back? You want to start paying and get your rights back? So if he says yes, then he gets it back. But if at that time, he didn't want it. So then he lost his zechut. You can't come back in a month or a year later and say, you know what, I want to be, uh, I, I want to get it back. But here, if he has money and he asks for it back right away, then he can. Um, okay. Uh, and really it's for any mitzvah. Uh, by the way, to use that non again, it's not common, but non zona mechir kelev. Just point that's for any mitzvah with talis, uh, lulav. Okay. Um.